This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, welcome to this week's Ask Amy episode. I'm Amy Davis. And I'm Andrea Slayton, producer. We are talking all about water bills, specifically City of Houston water bills. We're focusing on this issue because we're hearing from a lot of people by email, by phone, about problems that you're having with your water bills. Yeah, I mean, over the years, Amy has done numerous stories on water bills. Probably about a year ago, we we did two or three. And how it works with us is, you know, once we do a story, we get a a lot of response from people. And the water bills was one. We just kept getting different types of stories from people wondering about their own water bills. So we said, let's take a deeper look into this. Yeah, it's almost like every time we did a story that we thought was a one-off. Remember the 95-year-old man who had the $8,500 water bill? Ray Dittmar. Ray Dittmar. And so we did that story. Sweet man. I mean, literally, he's walking out to his curb, to his water meter, with his walker to get down on his hands and knees and read his meter because he had tried for months to get his bill corrected to find out why the city was saying he owed $8,500. Anyway, every time we did a story like Ray's, we would hear you know, five to ten other cases. People would email and say, oh, me too, me too. And we're talking water bills totaling thousands of dollars that people used for water. And so that is sort of what set us on this. Finally, we said, you know what? I don't think this is a one-off. We're hearing from so many people that we need to see what is the bigger problem? Why are so many people now getting so many of these huge bills and adjustments on bills, right? Right. And we're hoping to get answers to these individual stories as a whole, we'll get bigger answers and we'll find solutions. So if you're having a problem, you can look at someone else's story and hopefully help yourself with whatever issue you're having. Right. I mean, always in any time we do a story or an issue, we try to at the end of it, after explaining somebody's particular case or scenario, to say, hey, if this happens to you, here's what you can do. And we'll give you some of those takeaways. But what we've sort of uncovered in looking at this water billing issue as a whole is that a lot of those um, options out there as recourse are not working for people. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to tell you about what those are, and then we're going to explain sort of why it seems they're not working. Um, So we started, I guess, last year with a lot of these stories. And I I just want to say this. So actually, more than 10 years ago, I did a story with a woman in her 70s. She had received a water bill and could not understand why it was like $7,000, like a $7,000 water bill. And I believe she had gotten to the point with multiple calls to the city of Houston Water Department that she was able to find out that the city said, oh, well, your water meter, we have not been getting a reading from your water meter for the last seven years. She was still paying a bill because in case you don't know, even if they're not charging you for any usage, you still get a base bill. And it could be like 30 bucks. It's not super cheap. But if, you know, she was getting the same bill every month and she thought, okay, it's because of, you know, consistent water usage paying 30 something dollars every month and they said no that was just just because you have a meter at your house but now we realize that we've never been getting any reads so this is to bill you for the last seven years use of water crazy right yeah so after we did that story the city did not forgive that debt they didn't go back and say no you don't know it they said nope 
you used it, you got to pay it. But after that story, city council went and changed the ordinance and said that if this ever happens again, where the city is estimated estimating somebody's water bills or not charging them for water, the city is only allowed to go back 24 months. That's still a long time, but she wouldn't have been stuck with seven years worth of water usage. She would have only had to pay you know, the last 24 months. So now that is currently the case. They also changed the ordinance to say that the city cannot estimate your meter reading for more than three months in a row. Um, and that's just so that, you know, if you're estimating my bill for a year and then you go back and find out that you were underestimating, my bill's going to be, could be huge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we always tell people, check your bills because if it's estimated, they have to write that on your bill. And I think these days, a lot of us, me included, we have it on auto pay and we, you may click on the email and just look at the number and be like, okay, and then not check it. But I've learned, if I've learned anything from all these stories, it is to open the bills and read the fine details. Because if you don't, in the end, if you have a problem, you may not get the help you need. Right. So pretty huge revelation in all of this and doing all of these stories. I mean, email after email after email. I feel like we've been pretty patient with the city, but we have asked them about a lot of customers. And, you know, it could take three weeks for them to get back to us and say, oh, well, we checked out the account and here's what we found about that specific account. But we've been asking for interviews every time we call in with an issue to the city. We say, and we want an interview about this. And they've never made anybody available. But they finally did. And they let us speak with the executive, the director of public works for the city of Houston. And so public works is over the water department. And we're like, what is going on? And we wanted to start with how our meters are read because a lot of people are still under the impression that your mo your water meter is read by someone who's walking around with a clipboard um, and going to each house reading each meter it hasn't been read like that for a very long time here's how carol haddock the director of public works explained it we have not had physical walking meter readers since the 90s uh, we have been with the remote we read and even if we don't have the the whole network in place uh, we roll a van uh, and we can typically read most meters uh, through the near field on the van. And then there's a few that we actually have to get out and go physically, physically read. The current remote read infrastructure was installed in the 90s. So we're over 20 years old. Uh, used to read at about 90%. Uh, now we're down closer to 60% where we actually get those remote reads. And we can't get parts to replace it. And that's why we're replacing it. So it is not our desire to not have reads. It's not our desire. Uh, to not have bills generated. And in those cases where we don't have bills generated, we need to get into the system and understand why the system didn't work on our side. And we need to fix it. Okay, so what she just explained was that with these remote read devices that she's saying are not working like they used to and that they're old technology, is that they're only getting accurate reads from about 60% of the meters on residential meters each month. And so for the other 40%, they either have to send a van driving past your house to try to pick up that signal or have somebody go out to your house and read it in person. And so for a lot of these cases, that's just not happening. I mean, they, they don't have the resources. So 40% of all residential meters, there's about 500,000 accounts, they say, water accounts. So 40% of that, that's a lot of homes to try to get to every month. And even if you go try to look at your own meter to see if it's right, I mean, you wouldn't know. So, yeah. So that's the problem, because we always tell people, 
Um, go read your own meter, see if it matches up with the reads that are on your bill. Or if you're getting, and if you see your bill and you see that it was estimated, mm -hmm. go out to your meter and see how closely, I mean, how how close they were. Are they getting it right? So that you know next month, hey, maybe they are going to back bill me because they didn't say I used enough. So here's the problem with all that. It's a transparency issue. I mean, you can't check the price. I can't check the price. It's basically like, oh, well, the meter said it. So we got to go by what the meter says. And that readout on the meter may not even have an accurate readout. But Carol Haddock says that is the part that, it, that is broken on a lot of these. Like the readout may appear stuck. It may appear that it's one thing, but it's wrong. And they have to go change it out and get a read from the sort of underlying meter system. Here's how she said it. So I think that... It's the lack of transparency that with these, and it seems like, and I don't know if that's the biggest problem, but this with the remote read infrastructure and estimated bills, customers, I can't think of any other business where I'm, I'm given a bill and there's no way that I can check the price. I can make sure that that's accurate. And when they're all over the place and the city can't really explain it within a week or two, um, customers are just thinking like, wait a minute, what's my recourse? How do I check this? Well, and, and, and I will admit that this is an area that, that is frustrating. It's frustrating for us, too. We do not like to do estimated billing. I equate this similar to um, house escrow, uh, where the, the mortgage company is not 100% sure what your insurance and taxes are going to be, and they make a good estimate. And then at the end of the year, there's a true up. And so when we're having to do an estimated read, um, it is, it's not our desire. Um, and when we can get out and physically do the read and do the back correction, um, we, we, we desire to not have to do any. Um, we definitely desire not for them to go on more than a couple months. And so when you're looking at those estimates, they change a lot between the winter and the summer, particularly with people watering their yards. So if we're using the last six months to estimate in June, it's going to be lower than if we're using the last six months to estimate on one that's in December that catches all the summer months. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's, you know, we're, we're, I will say that we make our best estimate based on the information we have at hand, but that is not our desire. Our desire is to have an accurate measured read on every account. All right. So what can the average homeowner or person do about all this? You had a little bit of experience with this yourself with an unusually high water bill one month. Yeah. So I had a $950 water bill. $950. Like how much did that compare to how much you usually have? So usually it was about 200 250 And here's why I said I learned my lesson about checking on the automated billing because turns out the month before that 950 I had a $450 bill. Which and the high. month before that it was like 380 So when I had this really high water bill, of course, we had a plumber come out and check for leaks um, twice actually. We checked everything. There was not a leak. We do not have a pool. We have a, you know, 2,000 something square foot home. I mean, it's not a crazy, yeah. it's a normal size home. Um, really, there was nothing we could do. So I complained and then- To the water department first? Yes. I complained to the water department and they said, well, sorry, there's nothing you could do. And then I remembered how we did all these stories about the water adjustment board or how do I file a complaint? Um, before that, though, we I applied for this one-time unusually high water bill adjustment. Adjustment you can get. Well, there's information, and we've done stories about this, and but there's no like clear calculation because I wanted to see like okay, do I qualify? So 
Do you want me to read this? Sure, we can. So while, while you're looking up that part, just to say this, this whole part is about what you can do and what your recourse should be, you know, if you get one of these high bills like Andrea did and there's no explanation for it, right? So you can first you obviously call the water department and you say you don't think this is accurate. Um, and then there are three types of adjustments that you can apply for. One of them is the unusually large bill. Like there's no explanation. I don't have a leak, but I got this one bill that was really big, and I'd like for you to reduce that bill. So you um, okay. reached out and asked about that. Yeah, I reached out and asked about it as a citizen. You know, I didn't like throw the, I didn't use my media card on that <laughs> one. <laughs> but uh, so, okay, I was, not, I did not qualify for that high water, unusually high water bill, even though $950 was unusually high. And here's what they said. Basically, in order to qualify, your bill has to be 200% of the average usage of your normal your water normal bill. Bills. So they take the usage from the previous year. So whenever they calculated my average for the previous year, because those couple of months before that unusually high bill came out, it kind of averaged out to just under what I would have had to have. Just under 200%. So you got no adjustment at all. No adjustment at Thanks all. Thanks for playing. Right. Yeah. And, Sorry. And that said, so um, we discovered through the city of Houston that the customer account services operators and call takers at the water department are not really sharing this information. So if you call in and you say like, oh my gosh, I got this bill for $1,000 or $900 or what's going on, they weren't necessarily telling customers, um, oh, well, here's what you could do. You could apply for this unusually large water bill adjustment. The information is on the water department's webpage, so you could see it all there. But if you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to call, speak with someone one-on-one, -on -one, you might not have known that that was an option. And in one of the, the gentlemen, the stories that we're um, airing, same situation. He got a bill for thousands of dollars, um, more than $3,000 covering like a two-month time period because they just didn't send a bill for one of the months. And then when he did get it, it was huge. Nobody told him, oh, you should go apply for this unusually large water bill adjustment. They told him you could apply for a leak adjustment. So he did. Again, there are three different types of adjustments. He applied for the leak adjustment and at the same time hired plumbers to come out and dig up the water line to see if he had a leak. He didn't. So then it worked against him because the city said, well, you don't have a leak, so you can't get a leak adjustment. And nobody mentioned this unusually large bill adjustment until we, you know, a couple months in, started asking questions. And finally, last week, the water department said, okay, well, we see that since he's been complaining about his account for quite some time, we will let him get this unusually large bill adjustment. They haven't said yet how much they're going to knock off his bill, but you have to normally make a request for that adjustment within 90 days of your high bill. And originally they said, because he didn't ask for it until, you know, several months later, even though he'd been calling the whole time, he just didn't know to ask for it. So no, so there's the three different kinds. Do you have those? It's the leak adjustment, and you could get an adjustment on your bill if you had a high bill and discovered that you had a leak, unless it was a toilet leaking. That doesn't count. So or the exceptional circumstances adjustment, which you know a lot of different things could fit in there. And the ordinances and all the specifics are on the city's website as to who applies and how you can apply for that. And then the last one is the unusually large bill adjustment. You can apply for that. Yeah, and if I, and I shouldn't say I didn't notice my bills were higher before because thinking back now, I remember I, we've talked about this before, how 
we turned off our sprinkler system mm-hmm. so because we thought there was a leak or something. So while we were getting che- it checked. So that's why when we did get that $950 bill, it was like, wait, we didn't even have our sprinkler system going that month. So um, if I would have thought about it before, I could have applied for the unusually high water bill those previous months. Right. When it was wouldn't have counted in my average of the whole year. Right. But then you would have gotten that $950 bill and no way to adjust that because when you get these adjustments, they'll give you one. Um, Most of them are one over a 12-month period. I think it's that way for all three of them. Mm. Um, Okay, so we've got a lot more to cover um, on our whole water billing um, project. And one of them are water rates. They're continuing to go up because last year, City Council passed water rate increases um, automatic that will kick in every year. We're going to talk more about that when we come back. Um, So don't go away. Welcome back. We are talking water bills, City of Houston water bills. And just so you know, this is a ton of information. We know that. (laughs) We're throwing it at you. Um, Everything we discuss, we will have show notes. In our show notes, we will put links to our website from everything on how to fight your water bill, how to check your water meter, all about the water board hearings. Anything we've referenced today, we have easy to navigate links to our website that I will make sure is on there because I am the producer and that is my job. Because she's the one who does that. We won't just leave you hanging. Um, So then you can navigate to Click to Houston to find all of that information. Um, So we mentioned before we took a break that water rates are increasing. Um, And so I think some of the city council people that we spoke with tell us that they are hearing from constituents all the time and they think that part of it is because these weight rates went up and people are like, wait a minute, I'm using you know the same amount of water as I was last year, but why is my bill so much more expensive? So last year, last summer, the um, city council approved a water rate increase, but they didn't just approve it for one year. They approved it for five years in advance. So our first water rate increase went into effect September of 2021. The second rate increase went into effect April of 2022. And now every year on April, our bills will go up again until finally by April 2026, some customers, some water rate customers, you'll be paying 78% more by that time than what you were paying April of 2021. So over a five-year period, your your bill will go up by 78%. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and so some of that we wanted to talk. We, we spoke with the former director of public works who said, this is a problem. Like for almost any other service that you pay for, if your bill goes up by that much or you increase, you decide to pay that much more money, you're getting something more for the service that you're receiving. Makes sense. Right. But he said city of Houston water customers are not like the service has gotten worse. Let's attribute that um, to J.D. Power. We did an interview with them. They actually have a survey that they've been doing for like the last 16 years where they survey customers of um, major public water utilities, residential water um, customers in major cities. And our rating for customer service, customer satisfaction in Houston has gone down significantly every year. So now we're like 713 points out of a possible thousand. We're looking at what, like a C? And that's down from what it was the year before. They're looking at things like, you know, how how easily you were able to get help whenever you called customer service or when you reached out to somebody online, how easy it was to get answers about things, all the things that we're hearing from customers Mm -hmm. that they're having problems with. Yeah. And hopefully whenever they part of Haddock's interview, she talked about 
replacing some of these this infrastructure or replacing this digital component that reads the meters and hopefully in this new technology we'll have you the ability to set up like a if the water runs for two hours straight you'll get an alert and these sort of things but that is far in the future these sorts of things. I'm glad you mentioned that because exactly right we pointed out that there was a problem and what Haddock said is that we know that these um, read sensors remote reads or these transmitters on all the meters are old from the 90s she said that technology has greatly improved and that they have already been approved to pay for and buy and install these new sensors or transmitters on every single um, meter. But she said the problem is, she said COVID slowed things down and the supply chain issues on getting as many devices as they need and to be able to install them. And so she didn't give an exact timeline, but she said now, you know, that may be years in the works mm-hmm. to get all of those put on there. But when you do get them, what you're talking about, it's almost like a, you know, a smart meter where she said you would be able to log in and see like in real time, like how much water I'm using today. That, that would be, really be pretty helpful. cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to do that. Already you can sign up for, I don't know if you've done that, but um, usage alerts. Mm-hmm. So like if you're using water and you, and you um, the city notices that your um, usage is abnormally high for a particular day they're supposed to send you an email or a text whether you give them your cell phone or your um or your email address what am i thinking and then they can send them to you but because a lot of these sensors are broken if you look at your account you'll notice that they'll say oh this isn't available to you right now that's why that's why because they can't get sort of that data right so Hmm. where do we go from here we want to go to where water customers would go if you apply for those adjustments, you don't get it, and the city just keeps telling you, sorry, you owe it, you're going to have to pay. Years ago, the um, city created what is called a water adjustment board. And this was when Mayor Anise Parker was in office, but it came about because a man, um, somebody that we interviewed here on an Ask Amy segment, mm-hmm. sued the city of Houston over a bill that he did not think that he owed. Um, and instead of um, working with him, the city shut off his water. So he went down to the courthouse and filed a temporary restraining order, and a judge granted it to make them turn his water back on. But in all of that, the city attorney at the time, I believe it was David Feldman, said, there's a problem here. If our citizens think that their only recourse to resolving water disputes is to file lawsuits and restraining orders at the courthouse, yeah. something's going on. And so he said, let's create this water adjustment board is what it's called. It's supposed to be three people on this board who are appointed by the mayor. This is your last stop for help. They're going to they're supposed to be independent. They're going to hear your side and they're going to hear the water department side of why they say you owe your money. And then you're supposed to get a, you know, last chance at a fair dispute, somebody to hear your side. Mm -hmm. So we're looking into that whole process as well. Um, And what we found so far is kind of interesting. You put in a lot of these open records requests as well, Andrea. Um, But we asked um, in how many cases, first, how many hearings have there been? And then in how many of those cases does the board side with the customer? And how many cases do they side with the city? And just like a lot of things in COVID, it seems like it used to be in person, which to me would be good because then you can like, you know, you just get a feel for somebody and then it shifted to being on Zoom. And now I'm not even sure how they're doing these meetings. So we interviewed a few people who have gone through the whole process. First, we had to ask the city, hey, um, give us your agendas and your meeting minutes from like all the water adjustment board hearings you guys have had for the last two years, which there really have not been that many of them. Um, And then we just started looking up those people, those customers who went through that hearing process to say, hey, how did it go for you? We were surprised that several of the people that we interviewed said, well, mine wasn't 
a board hearing, mine was a phone call. Like somebody called me and it wasn't these three board members. It was an individual. There was somebody on the line with customer account services with the water department and then this individual. And that's something that we're still investigating. We're still including in all of our coverage. But we said, wait a minute. I mean, if the city ordinance says this water adjustment board exists and it's supposed to be made up with a panel of three members carefully selected and appointed by the mayor, Mm -hmm. like one of them is supposed to have plumbing experience, one of the the board members that is um, appointed, like a plumbing contractor or a licensed plumber, um, and, and the citizen is not actually getting that board, like what is their recourse? So we're still looking into all that. Why did it switch to just a phone call? and not an actual hearing, even if it's by Zoom. Um, So that is one of your um, recourse options that is supposed to exist that right now it seems might be a little bit flawed. Yeah. So we've got all (laughs) She's like, exactly. Well, it's like, it's one of those things, like the more we try to find out, the more we try to get answers, the more questions we have. Right. Which is great. I mean, we're getting to the bottom of something here, and I'm hoping, you know, we'll be able to help a lot of people trying to figure out this information just for ourselves. But if it's this hard for us to figure out, and Think we're spending a lot citizens. of time on these emails and public information requests and all of this. And I think the citizens that are that are harmed by it the most are those um, older older people who don't operate by email, who are not going on to be able to do an online chat with somebody from the water department. I mean, they're not online. They're not doing their business over a computer. 95-year-old Ray Dittmar, um, the gentleman who's in our story tonight, 68-year-old who's not computer savvy. Um, I mean, we've had other people who, those are the people who are on fixed incomes and don't really have access or are not comfortable using a computer who seem to really be at the short end of the stick on this issue. Um, So where are we going from here? Uh, We do hope that you will go to Click to Houston, look at all of our content, watch all of the stories that we've done for this because we put a lot of work into it. Um, But we we can tell you with these water rate increases, um, the city is up for some federal funding, some federal grants that came out of um, COVID and the Infrastructure and Jobs Act, and we've applied for millions and millions of dollars. When city council approved the rate increase to stretch out over five years last year, they all agreed that, hey, if we get some of these federal grants that are, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or, uh, you know, significant mm-hmm. amounts of money, then let's go back and revisit these rate increases and agree that if we get enough money from the feds to do the projects that we want to do that caused this rate increase, then let's lower it back down again. There is that possibility. And they've said that on camera, so we have it on right. record that they might try to lower it. That would be great. Um, they did say that. And so we're working on one whole story about rates and sort of um, did we need that? Did we need the increased rates to that extent? Um, but more importantly, we hope that you will go to Click to Houston and you will send us your information. Um, the mayor, Mayor Turner, did say, and also the director of public works, that they believe there are only about 50 bills, 50 customers every month that have a problem with their bill. And I said, well, if you think there's only 50, all 50 of those people must have contacted KPRC because that's why we're looking into this because we're getting a lot of complaints. We are. And we want to take, we in everything we're doing, we're saying, hey, send us your complaints or send us your questions. If you've tried everything and you don't know what to do next, send us your information and we will help you out. What we'd like to do is see if the process is working the way the city 
says it should work. And so when you send us your email, we're going to have to ask you to fill out this disclosure form that the city now requires for us to be able to talk to the city about your specific case. But we are continuing our investigation, and we hope that you guys will get a lot out of it. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully it'll bring about some change. Mm -hmm. All right, so that brings us to the end of this Ask Amy. Make sure you go to Click to Houston and check out all the hard work that she's put into that. Her too. (laughs) 